Next on BYU Sports Nation, bowling by the bay for BYU football. The Cougars three weeks from the Fight Hunger Bowl. We recap a record year of run in, run in, run, run in, run in. BYU's all-time leading rusher Harvey Unga makes a return visit to the show. He'll weigh in on the growing legend of sophomore running back Jamal Williams. Plus, BYU assistant basketball coach and former national champ Mark Pope joins the show. The big man explains what makes freshman Eric Mika so tough. And is he goo-goo for Mika's goggles? Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Thursday, December 5th, BYU Sports Nation back at it. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan in Studio 2. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. I never thought I'd be the guy that talks about the weather on a consistent basis. Newsman. But good grief! It's not technically winter on the calendar. It's three degrees outside in Provo, Utah. Cracks me up when I hear my friends in Southern California complaining about their 45-degree temps in the morning, tweeting pictures. I got in my car this morning, 42. I'm freezing. Come on. Come on. Here's some warming news. Huh? See what I did there, Jerem? <laughs> couple of BYU Cougars in the NFL feeling awfully good, and BYU teammates no less. Dennis Pitta was out with that dislocated hip. They thought he might be done for the year uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. He could play on Sunday. Awesome. Best friends with Joe Flacco, by the way, the quarterback of the Ravens. His BFF? Other, that's what I hear. His other best friend, Austin Collie, re-signed by the New England Patriots. All right. He had a short stint, had a prominent role in a game and a comeback effort for the Patriots. The numbers didn't work out, so they cut him, but they have re-signed him, so they did not forget what he did for them earlier this year. And uh, that made me pull my Austin Collie Colts jersey off the shelf, which I am currently wearing. I don't have... Colts jersey. Yeah, I don't have a Pats jersey, and then I busted out... uh, a picture of uh, Dennis Pitta that we got signed over the summer. He so so big blue, the tr- HD truck goes to Washington D.C. It's at the National Cable Show, and the premier guest for BYU there was Dennis Pitta of the Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl champ. Got some autographs. He was, he was nice enough to uh, hang out there, so that was that was cool. So good for those two to be on there. And then the guy, the running back with those guys, Harvey Unga, is on the show today. So it's really an homage to uh, you could say the '08 team today. Did Harvey? Was it, did they play 08 and 09? 09, Austin Collie was in the, was gone. In the league. Right. He was in the National Football League. And Austin Collie, Patriots, BYU playing at Massachusetts. Huh? Little UMass love this week. I wonder if. I wonder. Or just mass love. Is Mitt Romney going to be at the game? <laughs> the fighting Mitt Romneys. <laughs> I believe that's what you said earlier this yes, morning on the, the morning UMass show. the UMass fighting Mitt Romney. Join our conversation by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation, commenting and liking on our Facebook page, and weighing in on today's BYUTVSports.com poll question. Which is, will Jamal Williams break Harvey Unga's career rushing record? That'll be part of the focus of today's show is the legacy of Jamal Williams. Harvey Unga will talk about that. So here are our options on BYUTVSports.com. Yes. No. No, he leaves for the NFL after next year, or no, Taysom will, though. <laughs> you, you might laugh, but that's, that, that is a legitimate possibility. We'll, we'll talk about it in a, in a second, but uh, weigh in on BYUTVSports.com and on Twitter. Tell us yes or no and why. We have one tweet right now uh, coming in from at Cougarosity. If he has two more healthy seasons, speaking of Jamal, without a doubt, he breaks it. Friendly reminder, you can always listen to BYU Sports Nation. Noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network Channel 980. Our show on demand every day on BYURadio.org, and you can catch the rebroadcast each day, 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, my friends, for Jerem's Austin Collie jersey and for my grandma's curtain shirt, which we just tweeted out on BYU Sports Nation. It is time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Does history await J Swag Daddy Jamal Williams? Williams inside the 10 to the end zone touchdown. His third of the half, 15 yards for Jamal. One of Jamal's touchdown runs against Idaho State. Dave McCann on the call on the BYU Game Day replay. Jamal Williams, as a sophomore, has flown up the charts when you look at the rushing record of BYU football. He is in the top 20. I know Jerem... He's 10th. He's 10th. Right now, he's 10th career. 
With how many yards as a sophomore with still the bowl game to play? It's over 2,000. Isn't it close to 2,000? So career rushing yards, 1,977. Right in front of him, a guy that also did, had a great two-year stint before he got booted from BYU, Ronnie Jenkins. Played two seasons, had 2,040. Didn't you call uh, Jamal Ronnie Jenkins He's 2.0? He's Ronnie Jenkins 2.0. The way he hits the hole, the way he plays, his athleticism, his quickness. Uh, the way I he trust that dude. And Taysom trusts that dude. He, he comes out of the backfield, he can catch, he can get upfield. Jamal Williams is going to be one of the best running backs BYU's ever had. I think the way he runs, in a lot of ways, you're right. He's similar to Ronnie, but I feel like he's stronger than Ronnie Jenkins ever was. I feel like he has a more physical presence than Ronnie was. Uh, Ronnie, a little bit longer um, and uh, not quite as built as Jamal, but as I was watching him warm up uh, from the sidelines during the Nevada game, Man, I, I'm looking at him and Taysom Hill and the way that those guys are built. They are machines. And you kind of have to be. If you want to survive the game of football the way it is played today and how physical it has become and how fast and furious it is, you have to look that way. And if you look that way and you can hold on to the ball, which Jamal does, doesn't turn it over, you're going to be a record breaker. The uh, interesting thing here is that Jamal Williams uh, does not emerge if Michael Elisa does not break his arm against Hawaii last year. It might have taken a little longer, but the first four games of last season as a true freshman, Jamal Williams had 18 carries for 83 yards in the first four games. Then Michael Elisa breaks his arm early on against Hawaii, and in that game, Jamal had 15 carries, 155, which was his career high until Texas. So Harvey Unga has 3,455 career yards. Jamal Williams has 1,997. So Jamal needs 1,479 in the final 27 games. Let's assume BYU is playing in a bowl game the next two years plus this year to be BYU's career leader. That averages out to 55 yards a game for Jamal Williams to become the all-time leader. He will do it. I'm going to ask you to get bold, Jerem. True or false, Jamal passes Harvey as a junior. As a junior. You would ask that. I got the numbers there. Uh, yeah he he needs yeah he needs fourteen he would need fourteen seventy nine including this year. Let's say he goes a hundy in the bowl game against uh, Washington or whoever BYU plays. So he'd need thirteen and change. He'd have to have a better year than this year. I'm gonna say no. I think BYU is gonna pass the ball more effectively next year. They have had the best rushing season in BYU history this year. I don't think they do it again. I think they get better at passing the ball and he has less yards. I think he has more touchdowns on this. Even year. with the offensive line shuffle. It yes. clearly clearly the offensive line is only going to get better. How how do we know though? Like the whole thing with hey, they have X amount of returning starters. What if those returning starters aren't good? You don't automatically get better. You hope you get better. So I I th- I think that BYU will get better. But I think that what Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill have done this year has been amazing considering how ineffective and inconsistent that offensive line has been. They've been doing their best. Their best hasn't been very good, let's be honest. But 1,000-yard uh, rushers, that's tremendous. First time ever in BYU football history, and that is a long storied history. Whether or not Jamal does it as a junior or a senior, Harvey Unga, the first time he joined BYU Sports Nation, told us that he thinks Jamal will break his record. When I first met him, it's his, you know, high school senior high school year coming out um and and he decided to come here or go to BYU um you know I told him I was like hey man like if there's anyone that I believe can break this record you're that guy so uh don't don't let me down and then you know make sure that happens Again, Harvey Unga, the first time he joined BYU Sports Nation we will talk to Harvey on his return trip to the show in just a few minutes how do you compare and could like and I'm bringing up the Austin Collie versus Cody Hoffman uh, discussion as well, because Austin only played three years at BYU. He got his numbers. Cody broke all of those, but Cody had to play all four years at BYU to break Austin's numbers. So some would argue that Austin still had a more dynamic career uh, as a BYU receiver. Now, Jamal, let's say he stays four years, but he doesn't break Harvey's all-time rushing record uh, until into his senior season. How do you compare the greatness there statistically, Jerem? Statistically, you can do yards per carry. That's a fair assessment and comparison. So let's look. Harvey was 5.0 yards per carry. Jamal, 5.3. Ooh, okay. You know what Luke Staley was? Oh, it had to be high. Six. Yeah. Six yards a carry. Do you know what Taysom Hill is with sacks? 
with sacks, I'm going to say close to six. 5.7. Taysom Hill averages more yards per carry than Harvey Unga and Jamal Williams with sacks. What What is Taysom Hill without sacks? That's I don't know what, what I want to know. I don't know what it is without sacks. <laughs> but it's amazing. Taysom Hill, you, you could argue that Taysom Hill's the most dynamic runner BYU's ever had. Ever. Of all the runners, running backs, anybody. Anybody. He's amazing. Let's get extra spicy and bold. Can Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams both break Harvey Unga's all time? <laughs> <laughs> you you would play that Aaron Evans. Love our audio up. Will, Jamal- will both of them break Harvey's number? Now, Jamal is 10. You know what's more surprising? That Taysom is 15th in career rushing right now. And he only played part of his freshman season. Uh, and he only had two starts. It's it's amazing. He has 1,547 through a season and a half, essentially. So Taysom would need, Taysom would need uh, 2,000 yards. He'd need to do what he did this year like, twice. He could, he could, do he, it. he could do it. So many I factors, I don't know though. if Taysom's going to run for 1,000 his junior and or senior season again. I don't know that that's a good—I don't know how good of a thing that is. I, I think that you need to pass—if if you want to get 10 or 11 wins— I don't think you want Taysom running for a thousand. Honestly, I sort of feel that way. It's not the Mac where Jordan Lynch can just run around and do whatever he wants. It's uh, it's a tougher schedule, and so you need to pass the ball well. And when Wisconsin stacks the box and Notre Dame and Utah, you got to be able to pass it. And when BYU passed well, they they won those games. BYU TV analyst Blaine Fowler has been very complimentary of Taysom Hill, understandably so. He has been equally complimentary of Jamal and what makes number twenty one so good on the field. Jamal, because he plays with so much passion and he can he can find the tiniest of holes and get through them, he's going to end up statistically the best guy they've ever had here. There you have it, BYU TV analyst Blaine Fowler joining BYU Sports Nation earlier this week. And Jamal, he doesn't get he started out the season with just a boatload of carries, and then he went through an injury after the Utah game of concussion, came back, and they kind of slowly integrated him back into the offense, increasing his workload. But what he did against Nevada with 15 carries amazing was incredible. 14.6 yards per carry. And you're right. He had 63 carries for the, through the first two games. Since then, he's only had one game where he carried more than 18 times. It's the, it's the swag effect, I'm telling you. It's the blue Santa hat after the <laughs> Idaho State game. There's, there's something going on with that kid and his style. Who has more personality? This, this is another poll question. <laughs> Eric Mika or Jamal Williams? That's tough. That's tough. They're both very, very <laughs> unique players. And uh, they make it a lot of fun for BYU fans worldwide. So the legacy of Jamal Williams will be that he is a tremendous running back and is probably the career-leading rusher in BYU history. Here's the thing that gets me, and we've said it, but it just it hits me even harder as we've ended the regular season. Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams are sophomores. This offense, you've been relying on sophomores to make plays. Of course, Cody Hoffman's the veteran senior, the statistical leader in receiving yards all time, but the guys with the ball in their hands the majority of the game are sophomores. BYU's going to have two full seasons with these guys, and hopefully they stay uh, you know, injury-free. To where they can not only crush records, which they will, but win a bunch of games. The bowl season just a couple of weeks away. BYU football in 25 days from now will take the field at AT&T Park in San Francisco for the Fight Hunger Bowl. The Fight Hunger Bowl sent out a message on their website earlier today saying that they prognosticate the opponent will be Washington, Washington State, perhaps Arizona. I will tell you tomorrow why I feel like it could very well be the USC Trojans. I feel like they've been out of the discussion for a while when they got they caught fire. They fired Lane Kiffin. Ed Orgeron takes uh, takes over. And then the Trojans played their way up the Pac-12 standings, but have kind of slowed down a little bit. And I feel like there is an opportunity for the Trojans to slide down to the Fight Hunger Bowl. We'll explain to why tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation when we talk to Gary Cavalli, the executive director of the bowl game. And the game's three weeks from tomorrow. That's coming up quicker than you think. BYU football. I'm glad we talked about this because you kind of tend to forget about them a little bit after the regular season. Great day to talk about Jamal Williams and his legacy that he's leaving on Cougar football. Now, the other big personality we talked about, Eric Mika, right in the middle of a very difficult non-conference schedule. Topic two. No-nonsense, non-conference. Here's ESPN analyst Sean Farnham, who recently joined BYU Sports Nation. And no surprise, 
His national uh, scope is really high on BYU's loaded non-conference schedule. And I think what Coach Rose has done here is smart. You know, he's beefing up his non-conference schedule. You're going to have a lot of quality games. You win a lot of these games. Obviously, your RPI is going to benefit because of it. And you're setting yourself up for the WCC, who's overall conference-wise is off to a phenomenal start. The West Coast Conference with Gonzaga and St. Mary's and an improving San Diego team. And then you throw BYU into the mix. It is stronger. Like Gonzaga and St. Mary's are traditionally powerhouses. BYU, while they've been in the West Coast Conference, have had a difficult time breaking into that top two and finishing the season with those top two teams. This is the year I feel like BYU's basketball team can compete for a West Coast Conference championship. Like they think, I feel like they have a legitimate shot to win it. They match up very well with both of those teams, and playing the non-conference schedule that they're going through right now can only help, right? And that's natural. Yeah, and we'll talk to Mark Pope about that in a minute. Uh, I really like BYU's non-conference schedule. I think it's the toughest they've had in a long time, if not the toughest ever. Hard to gauge who was ranked back in the day, whatever. But under Dave Rose, this is the best non-conference schedule BYU's ever had. And if BYU doesn't translate that into lessons learned and wins later that you would not have had had you not played this schedule, then it doesn't matter. Plus, you need to win some of these games to make it matter. Otherwise, uh, BYU doesn't want to come out of the next four games having gone 2-2. and You want to go 3-1 and or 4-0, and go into conference play with five or six really good wins that are going to get you an at-large bid uh, if you finish as low as third in the WCC. But I'm with you. I think BYU finishes no lower than second in the conference. I don't think BYU will finish below St. Mary's. No Della Vadova equals awesome. No Olenek at Gonzaga. No Olenek. I think Gonzaga's really good, and I think BYU's got to dethrone them. BYU's got to play really well to not only win at Gonzaga, but then win probably in a semifinal, probably in the championship game if BYU's the two-seed in Vegas. I don't believe in NCAA tournament locks before you get to like February, but non-conference, if BYU goes 3 and 1 over their next four and they finish the non-conference season 11 and 3 with wins over Stanford, Texas, Weber State, Utah State, and or Oregon or Massachusetts, that's really good. That is tough to argue. I would imagine that when uh, Joe Lenardi, ESPN bracketologist, the the guy has pretty close to on point every year. I think the Cougars will be in his projections if they can go 3-1 and one over the next four non-conference games when West Coast Conference play starts. Will Jamal Williams, by the way, BYU football, about to uh, head into bowl season in three weeks. Will he break Harvey Uma's career rushing record? We'll ask Harvey about that coming up next on BYU Sports Nation, the BYU all-time leading rusher making a return trip to the show. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Second down and seven. I backs behind Hall. Here's Unga. Still one of my favorite memories from the BYU-Utah rivalry. The year after, Beck to Harleen, Harvey Unga, after 4th and 18 is completed to Austin Colley, runs over a Utah defender at the goal line, leaves some red paint on his white helmet. BYU wins in dramatic fashion again. Harvey Unga will join BYU Sports Nation in just a few minutes. James Bates, by the way, on the call on the Mountain Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live on BYU Radio from Studio 2. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You can follow us on Twitter at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following as well at BYU Sports Nation. Hey, we're uh, we're still at 3 degrees, Jerem. I thought we might climb up to 4 20 minutes into the show, but sure enough, we're still 3 degrees outside. Wow. Balmy but in Provo. Good thing you wore your um, your curtain shirt, shirt your, is awesome. the drapes, and your royal blue shirt sweater. shirt is awesome. You can see it on Twitter, by the way, right now. You, it hey, is awesome. You tell me what you think about a BYU it. Sports Nation. I've gotten four compliments on it today already. Hey, I like it, man. But my producer and Jerem uh, have serious <laughs> issues with it. 
It does match my Austin Collie Colts jersey I'm wearing. Hey, download the BYU Radio iOS app today for live streaming of your favorite shows, including BYU Sports Nation, and live games. Go to the iTunes store and download the BYU Radio iOS app today. Our Twitter debate today is, will Jamal Williams break Harvey Unga's career rushing record? At Laser Sheep says, I'm going to say no. I think teams will play BYU so run heavy the next two seasons that we'll see a lot more passing. Now, wait a minute. Based on the stat I gave of only 55 yards per game in the next 27, 13 per year, with one this year, 55. He can do it. Let's go ahead and ask uh, the all-time leading rusher in BYU football history what he thinks about it. Harvey Unga joining BYU Sports Nation for the second time. Harvey, welcome back. Our question today is, will Jamal Williams break your career rushing record at BYU? It's a given. (laughs) I mean, unless he decides to leave after this season, then yeah, I I have no doubt in my mind. And I told the kid once he got to BYU that I was expecting that of him. So, uh, you know, he... He hasn't let me down thus far. How did you know when you saw him that he would do that? Um, honestly, uh, when I saw him at camp, it uh, right there you could tell you know the kid had talent uh, for how young he was and and how how smooth he was and just you know how how, uh, how tough the kid was. It uh, right away you know I, I felt the kid was special, and uh, Coach Reynolds actually was the one that pointed him out to me. And uh, you know, introduced me to he and his uh, his mother, and uh, from there, it uh, you know, from that camp, I kind of kind of had a feeling. Just uh, call it a hunch, I guess. Harvey Unga, the career rushing leader at BYU, joining BYU Sports Nation. Harvey, when you watched the Nevada game and you saw Jamal go 15 carries for over 200 <laughs> yards, what made the difference for BYU there in Reno, Nevada? Um. Honestly, you got to give credit to the linemen, um, and then Jamal knows it too. They they busted their butt off, and um, you know, the, Butch and I made some some great you know changes in the running plan, and uh, you know he he found his his creases, and, and you know he's a playmaker, and that's what he did. And uh, credit you know I credit the linemen, I credit him, and uh, Coach and I, and, and for his uh, his play calls, and you know like I said, it's, it's a team game. Those guys, you know. They did what they were supposed to do, and, and uh, it showed. The offensive line has been uh, a project this year. A lot of guys have played different positions on it, so there hasn't been the same continuity that BYU's had in, in past years. How, have you, how would you evaluate BYU's offensive play this year, Harvey? Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I give credit to those guys. They're young boys uh, coming into a brand-new offense, and um, the, the demands and, and playing under Coach Nye, I know the demands that he has for these young men, and, and it's, it, they're very, very high at that. And so to them, you know, I credit the O-line and the offense for, for picking up this offense and, and, you know, doing as best as they can with it. Granted, you know, a lot of them are very young. Um, you know, I, I felt in my heart that those guys were doing a great job. And, uh, you know, you, you start off with something new and then you build from there and, um you know, judging from this season going on to next season with with the same kind of offense and a little more experience, I think it's going to be good. But I think they've done good this year. For the first time ever, BYU has two rushers of over 1,000 yards in the same season, Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, both sophomores. What's the ceiling for both of those guys in your mind, Harvey? Well, at the rate they're going, they're both going to break my record. So, uh, <laughs> as, you know, I think things are, things are looking good for them. It's 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 a different, you know, change of pace for BYU and the, the typical, you know, pocket quarterback offense. Um, but Taysom Hill, you know, he's a great quarterback. He's been doing an awesome job with, you know, the new offense and, and him, you know, making do with what he has. Uh, and, and Jamal, you know, he's, like I said, the, the kid is, is super talented. But with, you know, a great offensive mind in, in Coach and I, I think, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of, a lot of, progress that's going to be made in this offseason that I think will help a ton for those two in this upcoming season. Um, you know, they, they lose a, a great wide receiver in Cody, but um, they, they've got a lot of good talent that are coming up as well. So, you know, I think, I think those two are going to be just fine. BYU's all-time career rushing leader Harvey Unga joins BYU Sports Nation. Harvey, 
compare the two offenses um, that you played under and now that BYU has this year because the role of Jamal Williams and the way he gets the ball where he's going is a little bit different than what you had, right? Uh, yeah, in a sense. I mean, the uh, a lot of it is, is the offensive line. At that time when I was there at BYU, we had a very veteran offensive line who, uh, you know, Coach and I had been there for many years, so um, it, it it made a big difference in, in my eyes. Um, I think the the running game is is a little more simplified this year than it was when I was playing, um, just in regard to blocking schemes and um, and and you know minor minor details. But uh, a lot of times those minor details are are kind of what make plays very very different. So it's I don't know. I, you know, it's just similar, but yet different due to personnel. And I think Coach and I is doing a good job at that. So, Harvey, where are you? I am actually in Pleasant Grove right now, helping out a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I love just hearing in the background. Hey! Yeah. I'm just wondering what's going on. In there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm helping out. I'm helping out over here with uh, one of my buddies, trying to do a little extra work for him over here. Okay, good Samaritan work over the holidays. Was he lifting yeah. a couch or something, a refrigerator? Harvey is currently lifting a couch with one arm as he's doing an interview <laughs> on BYU Sports Nation. It, yeah, it's my it's my workout and, and my <laughs> duty for the day. So, no, um, yeah, we're we're actually lifting some some pretty heavy stuff over here, but um, yeah, it's, it's a, kind of a little <laughs> hectic over here at this time, but. Jerem's asking. Perfect time to call you. Jerem's asking personal yeah, questions. Leave the man alone, Jerem. <laughs> I'm about to eat a turkey sandwich if you're going to ask me that next. So. What kind of bread? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Bread, I'll take more. But. We're doing you a favor, Harvey. We're letting you take a break, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, we're 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 here for you, my friend. Uh, Harvey yeah, BYU. Yeah, approaching the bowl season. And the craft or the Fight Hunger Bowl released uh, a statement saying they anticipate BYU will play Arizona, Washington, or Washington State. There is an outside chance it could be USC, maybe Oregon State. Who do you want to see BYU take on in San Francisco on December twenty seventh? Hmm. That's that's hard to say. I, I like Arizona, to be honest. Um, it, I, I think that'd be a fun matchup. Uh, however, uh, you know, obviously USC is one of those teams that, that I think BYU fans would like to see us play as well. Um, so, I don't know, USC or Arizona I think would be fun. Uh, we've done the whole Oregon State route. So, I mean, Washington State, I mean, they're a good team too. But um, personally, I'd like to see Arizona or USC. But. What was it like playing a Pac-12 team that uh, in in – BYU's case, they're going to get the sixth selection, so a team that didn't fare as well as they wanted. Um, so Oregon in 06, uh, they were down. BYU you know, crushed them. Uh, 07, I'm drawing a blank on who BYU played. UCLA, they were, they were sort of excited to be there. Arizona was really excited to be there. They won that game. I, I guess what's it like playing a team that from the Pac-12 that is sort of excited to be there? <laughs> um, for, I mean... It's a game. It's a bowl game. You know, guys. Guys are. You know, they work their butt off to get there. So, to me, I thought it was awesome. You know, regardless who we played, whether it was you know a mediocre Pac-10 team, or you know if it was a who what is the ATC or MAC or whoever they played the past couple of years or something. Um, you know, I think going into it, it it's fun regardless. Um, and then going against a Pac-10 school, you know, a lot of these guys that come to BYU are, are from these California schools, Washington schools, like high schools. So growing up, I, you know, a lot of them I, I'll talk to when, when I was in college that, you know, they wanted to go to these Pac-10 schools, um, didn't get, the, you know, the chance or the opportunity. So when, you know, we get a chance to go back and play against these schools that didn't, you know, recruit us or, or you know, give us scholarships, it, it's fun for us. Um, because you know we get to showcase what you know what they're missing out for for not recruiting us. So I think it's fun. You know I think it's another fun game to go in and play, and um, especially for you know how hard these guys worked all season. It's it's always a fun game to be able to go and uh, you know whether it's a mediocre Pac-10 or not. I think it's it's always fun. 
Harvey Unga joining BYU Sports Nation, BYU's all-time rushing leader in the statistical category, also taking a break from his hefty labors currently in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Harvey, I have a question for you. Which is more severe, the cold weather here at 3 degrees or let's say like 20 degrees in Chicago with a little bit of wind chill? Mm, I'm going to have to say the wind chill. I'm not a fan of the wind chill. It's- <laughs> It's horrible. Yeah, that, that, I don't know what it is, but for some reason in Chicago, it, you, you think you, you're blocking the wind chill from one side or the other, and then the wind starts blowing the other way. And it, yeah, it, it sucks. But over here, you can kind of you know block yourself from the wind direction because it only blows one way typically. But out there, it sucks. It, it's like you know needles are just piercing through your clothes. And <laughs> that sounds delightful. That just sounds right, so yeah. great. Oh, it's awesome, especially you know considering. Our games are always outdoors in Chicago, and you know there's no dome or anything. It's it's probably my favorite. Harvey, I don't know if you've heard, but Austin Colley's been re-signed by the Patriots, and then Dennis Pitta. There's a possibility that he might play this week uh, for the Ravens. How much do you yeah. keep in contact with those guys? Um, you know, I'll try to keep in in contact with them as often as I can. Um, I know they're busy. You know, our seasons are very very long and gruesome, and the you know, it's it, it's hard to keep in touch during the season, as crazy as that sounds. But um, in the off season is uh, typically when everybody kind of comes out of their uh, their shells, and we we start you know getting back in touch more so. But uh, during the season, we'll we'll text here and there. But for the most part, it's it's usually the off season that we uh, we tend to catch up more so with each other. But. Harvey, I know a lot of people are interested in your career and what's going on with you and, and what lies in the future. Are you uh, anticipating getting back into the NFL at any point or, or playing again uh, in the league? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I've been out visiting a couple different teams and, and whatnot and then kind of just, you know, I guess on call, so to speak, uh, waiting to see if, if other running backs go down at different um, teams. Um, but if, if push comes to shove and things don't work out, uh, elsewhere than, um, you know, Chicago, they, they left the door open for me to come back if if, if that was, you know, the case, if, if I didn't get picked up anywhere else. So, um, yeah, def- you know, football is definitely in, in the books, and, you know, I'm still still training and doing all that, getting getting ready just in case the team calls any day. But um, you know, I'm young. I got, I, got, I got a lot of years left in me, so uh, I'm, not, I'm not giving that up. Well, good luck. We hope you uh, land on a roster either this year or, or whenever uh, and get back into the league. Uh, always fun to see you in the NFL. We appreciate the time, Harvey. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy that turkey sandwich, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. You got cool. it. Alrighty. Harvey Unga, BYU's all-time leading rusher on BYU Sports Nation. Now, Jeremy, you said something during that interview that yes, I know I you said it purposely, and uh, our producer Ben Bagley and I laughed because you have you have some pet peeves, some some grammatical Don't we all? Uh, pet peeves. I just have more and than the, some people. <laughs> you said all-time career, yes, you, leading rusher you just, in you, BYU history ever. Ever or just, something along those you lines. You just use one or the other. You you shouldn't say all time career. It's the same thing. It's all time or, or career. career, right? So I, when I said all time, I just said career because we had had this discussion <laughs> all morning about no, no, no. You 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 just use one or the other. You don't use both. Harvey, so yeah, use the all time career leading rusher in the history of BYU ever. It's re re redundant. <laughs> it's from the re- Department the, of Redundancy Department. Redundant. Thank you, Blaine. <laughs> Irregardless. <laughs> what? No, it's regardless. Uh, more grammar discussed with Jerem next. No, no, not. BYU's more nation no, grammar. No more grammar. Up next, Eric Mika, the freshman phenom, has impressed BYU Sports Nation on the basketball court. What's impressed his coach? BYU assistant Mark Pope tells us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs. Thank you, Tyler. Just passed his dad, Marty Haas. Marty! On the all-time career scoring list ever. Ever at BYU. He's number 20 now. Uh, We talked to Marty yesterday, and uh, Marty said Tyler has no problem uh, letting us or letting his family know about the bragging rights at the dinner table. 31 points. 
to pass Trent Playstead, who's next in line at number 19. That could happen against UMass. Wouldn't that be great if it happened against McWorld. UMass? It could happen. It could happen, dude. Uh, give me your Jeff Judkins voice. I just, I just want to. Uh, we're 7-0, undefeated, we're playing great ball, and I'm the best shooter <laughs> at BYU. I love Judy. He's oh, great. Oh, the head basketball coach of BYU women's, uh, the women's team, Jeff Judkins. Yeah, the Cougars are 7-0. So uh, both basketball teams playing some really good basketball right now. We welcome you back uh, to my friends listening in Korea, Hwan Young Hamnida. Uh, this is BYU Radio, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Yeah, yeah, you like that, Korean, don't you, You Jerem? went there, didn't you? I did. How do you say uh, welcome in Portuguese? Seja bem-vindo. This is a worldwide broadcast, right? That's how we roll. Sing. <laughs> yes. Check out the newly launched BYURadio.org for live streaming, on-demand audio, and blogs from your favorite shows. Go to BYURadio.org today. All right, uh, let's get to our... Twitter question again. Will Jamal Williams break Harvey Unga's career rushing record? The all-time career ever, forever and ever rushing record. Harvey uh, Unga says yes. Yes. At FinDaddy81. Williams and Hill will be the two most dynamic runners in BYU history when all said and done. So good now and only sophomores. Thank at, you for the comment. At NickLee51. He will if he stays both years easily. So that's kind of the uh, underlying thing or the, the overwhelming response is, yeah, if, if he's here through his senior year, it's, it's no question. He'd have to have a monster junior year. We're talking fifteen or 1,600 yards. He could do that, He though. could do he that. He is You're capable right. of doing something like that. And next year's schedule is more favorable than this year's schedule. The defenses are not as good on the 2014 schedule. By the way, I asked you earlier, what would Taysom Hill's rushing average be if you didn't take into consideration the sacks yeah. and the losses? 6.68 per oh, carry. That, that's the most in BYU history. That's 6. the highest. 6.68 yards per carry but when you factor out the sacks. they do. They do count. And he's at 5.6, which is by no 5. means... 5.7. 5.7 is by no means Hey, give know, him that point one, man. That point one of a yard. Settle down. Settle down. <laughs> You've already got me on, on me once this week when I said Jamal ran for 218 and it was 219. Give him his yard. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, up next, well, right now, actually, we bring in the big man on the bench for BYU, uh, head coach or assistant coach Mark Pope. He played at Kentucky, a national champion coach. We uh, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. You are at the airport ready to fly back east to Massachusetts. Do you have any routines or superstitions when you get ready to fly out on a road trip? No, just I just pray that we land safely. <laughs> just let, land safely, nobody airsick. So we can just get on the bus and roll to the gym. You're almost seven feet tall. How do you uh, how do you fit on the uh, regular flights? Well, it's the worst now because, you know, as a coach, it's always players first because we don't need to run up and down the floor and do anything. So I got no with 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 Nate and Eric and and the crew. I have no shot at an exit row. I'm gonna be <laughs> cramped in the middle seat. But I'll tell you what, it beats walking, no doubt. You know what? I would love so much to see you and Eric and Nate uh, on a row, all, all on the same <laughs> row. <laughs> hey, we've we've been there. Trust me, we've been there. <laughs> it's the hazards of the job, baby. Mark Pope, assistant coach of BYU basketball, joining BYU Sports Nation, and, and we were talking about Nate and Eric. You work with the big guys. Let's focus on Eric Mika right now. Huge expectations uh, for this young man coming into the season. Has he lived up to them from a coaching standpoint? I I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about expectations. But I know he's a really he's a really really talented young big, and and that's all. You know, we put those three words together, and it. It's it's just you know it's just what it is. I mean, he's been I think he's been terrific. He's growing every single play of every single game. Uh, he's like a sponge. He just wants to learn as much as he can, and and uh, he's going to be really really good. It's just it's just time, and um, you know he's already shown flashes of of some really special stuff, and he'll continue to improve every day. What kind of skill set did he bring out of Lone Peak, and uh, how have you added to that? Well, he's a great athlete to start with. I mean, he's got a great core. He's got a great work ethic. He's really intelligent player. Um, and so he's just, it's just the experience of this deal. Uh, you know, he's getting way more catches with his back to the basket in the last two months than he did in his, you know, in his entire career leading up to now. Um, and he's, he's done a nice job kind of picking up the, basic parts of that game um 
but you know he 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 you know he's 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 going to develop into a really really complete player. Right now he's just young. Mark Pope, assistant coach of BYU basketball on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. From my perspective, Mark, his footwork uh, for an 18-year-old, a freshman, is phenomenal. Where do where does his footwork match up against other freshmen that you've seen, other talented freshmen that you've seen? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, you know, he's 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 a he's a he is a very willing uh, learner. You know, some guys are pretty stubborn with trying to do what they're most comfortable with. And Eric certainly has some things he's more comfortable with, but he's willing to try new things. He's willing to kind of embrace this idea of getting more and more reps and, and uh, trying to expand his game. So he's he's good, and he's he's picking things up quickly. I, I don't know where he compares with other guys. Uh, you know, part of the reason that his footwork looks good is because he's got the strength and athleticism to do a lot of things kind of on the first go-around. Um, so, you know, he's he, 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 he works with you know, one of the best high school coaches in the country uh, all year last year and in practice for the last two years in, in, in Quincy. And, and, you know, he certainly came here with a great base of knowledge. Um, so he's doing a nice job. His shot selection seems to be excellent to me. He's, he, he, I think he's taken one shot outside the paint all year, it seems like. Is that something that you talk to him about or he's just doing no, I think that's just what he's doing. You know, he turned down a 15-footer uh, a couple of days ago against North Texas, um, which is fine. You know, he can—he actually can shoot the ball. He's pretty pretty comfortable shooting the ball out to 15 or 17 feet. He just has so much that he's trying to learn right now about the game that he's done a nice job um, just kind of consolidating right now to his post play uh, with his back to the basket, you know, catching the ball off the move in the post. Um, and so it's, it's really helpful to him that he's not trying to do everything on the floor right now. More importantly, how do you feel about his selection of goggles, Coach? I, I, I was actually really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a big personality. Everybody's seen him, you know, in his music videos with the with the uh, the, the, the mustache, the whole deal. And he went with the the plain, clear, nondescript glasses. I thought he would have something a little bit more interesting. I, I was really disappointed with <laughs> that. Rambus esque or something? What were you thinking? Yeah, some big goggles, some big shade, some type of Hollywood deal. I mean, as some, <laughs> you know, they're just generic. He's not a generic kid. Uh, Let's talk about Nate Austin now. Here, uh, increased role for him now as a starter. This on this team, uh, averaging nine point one rebounds per game. Uh, what are you working on with Nate to improve his game? Well, Nate, listen, Nate is Nate has done a great job this season so far, just doing what Coach asked him to do. In fact, we we talked about that a lot. Like they just do what Coach asked you to do because he is a guy that wants to try and contribute to every second of every play. He's probably as hard a playing big as I've ever seen. You, you guys have seen you know, over the course of the last two years how willing he is to dive on the floor and sacrifice his body and, and you know and be as physical as he can and race up and down the floor. He's just got great length. He's so long. He really had a breakout stretch in the NIT last year. In those four games, he just became a real dominating presence inside with his length. Uh, defensively in the zone, playing the wing for us in the zone, on the glass, uh, making shots when he needed to. You know, he's he's, a, he's an excellent shooter, um, and he's done all those things. He's he's been really good at figuring out exactly what we need from him to help this team, and he's done it really well. And he's taken the, this rebounding thing really personally. He comes out of a game with with less than ten rebounds. He's really upset, and that's a it's a beautiful. Um, deal for us to have a, a guy like that that's willing to focus on on that aspect of the game. Nate Austin coming off a double-double against North Texas and a blowout win on Tuesday night. We're talking with Mark Pope, assistant coach of BYU basketball, former national champion. Coach, you've played two ranked teams this season already, both tough, close losses. Now you have a ranked opponent in Massachusetts coming up on Saturday. What did you learn from those two games that will help you against the Minutemen? Um. I think we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about ourselves. Listen, you know, we, we, we came into the season with half of our team being brand new to the program. And, and you know, it's been and, – and, you know, with the rules changes, 
we're really playing a different style of play offensively and defensively. And um, so it's been really nice to kind of see our guys grow through this process. I think this is a this is a great opportunity for us to see how much we've grown because this team is a team that's similar to a lot of teams that we played in terms of they really, really push the ball in transition. They really, really attack the rim off the bounce. Uh, they really, really like to get out and kind of use their length um, defensively to to pressure a little bit and to get in passing lanes. And, um, and we played a lot of teams like this. This is not a team that we see in our league. It's not a West Coast Conference team, but we've played uh, maybe five games so far this season against teams like this. And so it's going to be a great opportunity to see how much we've grown in the last six weeks. The non-conference schedule has been tremendous. And you, uh, like we mentioned, Massachusetts, a ranked team Saturday, Prairie View A&M, and then at Utah, who just lost one game, uh, and then at Oregon. How has this non-conference schedule maybe prepared you better this year for the conference uh, play and then the tournaments at the end of the year? I think, I think it gives us a great look at, at, at teams outside of our conference. Um, style of play, uh, the challenges that we kind of face outside of our conference, I think we're actually more prepared to handle this schedule maybe than we were last year to handle some of the tough games in our knockout schedule last year. Uh, but it's been fun for our guys. The best part about this is that um, there's really no game that we can overlook, and that is a beautiful thing for our guys. Every time they walk into the gym so far, this non-conference schedule, um, you know, they know that they have to play – you know, close to their best game to get a win. And people are excited about the games. The games are really interesting. They're playing against great players. So that part of this has been really fun. It's really been good so far about coalescing our guys, helping them focus on the fact that they need to help each other to to win these games. And that's, you know, you just can't replace the opportunity to have your guys learn that they need to rely on each other, help each other, and and no one guy can do it by himself. Um, it's been fun. I mean, I love going out and playing great teams. Our guys love it. I think our fans love it, and, and so it's been good so far. Now we need to we need to run down the stretch and win a bunch of these games. So that, that's key. Mark Pope, BYU assistant coach, joining BYU Sports Nation. Coach, I know you played a huge role in getting Chase Fisher, who is redshirting the season, but he's a transfer from Wake Forest. When he came over and you first heard his music selection of Miley Cyrus and of Kesha, how did you uh, how did you feel about that? Did you at any point regret recruiting Chase hearing that music? No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> this, this guy... This guy is, is uh, he's a beautiful, big personality. He fits in perfectly with our guys. Um, and, and this is, this is a, this is a fun year for him, but a hard year because he's gonna, gonna sit there and, and, and watch the guys compete and he can't help them. But he is making, really, I cannot overstate the contribution he's making to our guys in the locker room on the practice floor and just helping our guys feel good and he's just a good vibes guy i mean that's what he is he, he's just full of positivity and and full of smack talk and and you know always wants to challenge guys and he, he he's been a great addition to our team and that's you know without him even making a basket yet, which he'll do a lot he'll make a lot of baskets for this team well we appreciate the time and uh best of luck in massachusetts i know you guys are going to the hall of fame you're going to do a fireside uh, so a tremendous trip for BYU basketball General Spencer, thank you guys. Really appreciate you guys, man. Oh, how I wish there were a picture of Nate Austin, Eric Mika, and Mark Pope on the same row in an airplane. That needs to happen. You are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Up next, we discuss the Cougar Whip Round. Plus, who gets today's rise and shout and more of your tweets? Will Jamal Williams break Harvey Unga's all-time rushing record? This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on Beat to the Y to the U Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. If you're a fan of the show, oh, you know what time it is. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Austin Colley is back with the Patriots after being cut earlier this season. That announced this morning. Also, the Baltimore Ravens have announced they hope Dennis Pitta can return to play this week 
after missing the whole season with a dislocated hip. Women's volleyball. BYU in Hawaii for the first round of the NCAA tournament tomorrow night, 10 Eastern. You can watch it live on NCAA.com. They are taking on the Sun Devils of Arizona State out of the Pac-12. Men's volleyball. Tomorrow night is the blue and white scrimmage for the 2014 team. It starts at 6 p.m. local time in the Smith Fieldhouse. We'll have a recap up Friday night on BYUtvsports.com with highlights and interviews. That's your jam, Jerem. That is my jam. Swimming and diving. A select group of BYU swimmers will compete in the Texas Invitational this weekend while remaining swimmers compete in the BYU Invitational today through Saturday in the Richards Building. Tomorrow, Gary Cavalli, executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, will join us. Also, Derek Kellogg, the head coach for the University of Massachusetts Minutemen, plus Sean Olmstead from Hawaii. So a big show tomorrow. And didn't, did we book Ron Burgundy for tomorrow or next week, Ben? <laughs> Ron Burgundy? <laughs> oh, we didn't get Ron Burgundy. My bad. I thought <laughs> he's making the... He's making the rounds nationally. I thought he was going to come on. Working on the, he, he did a newscast in North Dakota for crying out loud. Dan Patrick show. He was going to do Sports Center, but they canceled it because they had some serious news with Jameis Winston. So that was a good call on their part. But yeah, no Ron Burgundy, contrary to popular demand. I know. I know Twitter's a buzz with it. No, it's not. Twitter's a buzz. Is there? Because that sounds like a B. Is there? Is there a word that we can? That could be a mascot Twitter's for a Salt Lake City professional team. Twitter's a fluttering with news about Ron Burgundy uh, at Chess Sports. He says best show in the history of the broadcast of the broadcast ever, guys. Ever. Oh, and win in Rome hashtag Grammar by Jerem. All time career. All time career ever. Ness. <laughs> Uh, I think our rise and shout today should go to Jerem Jordan for his grammar and his Austin Collie jersey and for his overall repertoire of awesomeness. I feel lightly patronized, but I will take it. Rise and shout to Jerem Jordan. First time, bro. I, hey, I'm not sure that we can do self-rise and shouts. I, I I, it's I, not a self I, one. I don't. Well, I gave I it mean, to you. for people on the nope. show, I don't. No. I made the rule. I make the rules here. Whoa, okay. O- okay, Ben Bagley makes the rules, but I'm second in command, and I say I can give you a rise and shout. Amen. So deal with it. Final poll results. Will Jamal Williams break Harvey Young's all-time rushing record? 88%. Yes. The next closest answer, a tie. No, he leaves for the NFL after next year, and no, Taysom will, though, at 5%. So... Yeah, he's going to do it. Barring injury, Jamal Williams will crush it. You've given me a Marv Albert impersonation. Uh, I know we got tons of traffic about your uh, your Marty call. Yes, Marty uh, from Back to the Future from Doc. It's not that good. It is pretty good. It's okay. I <laughs> we need to have a show dedicated to just impersonations of of well, different personalities. Let's get Frank Caliendo on. Then. Let's do it on Facebook. Me. We go to Ralph Collins, and again, this has been the overwhelming response. If Jamal Williams stays healthy, absolutely, he will break Harvey Ingram's all-time rushing record. In Just the, a sophomore. In the career, ever, overall. <laughs> For the Lakers. <laughs> Big thanks to our guests, Harvey Ingram, Mark Pope, and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, Senior Coordinating Producer Michael Miner, Station Manager Don Schlein, Production Assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, and Kyle Ireland, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page for show links and, oh, so much more. You can listen to episodes of the show on demand at byuradio.org. Those are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Grammar lesson over. Class dismissed.